Thank you for listening to Lone Star Community Radio. This program was broadcasted and recorded live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. Lone Star Community Radio is supported by listeners like you. Donate and sponsor today. For more information on getting involved with Lone Star Community Radio, contact us at lscrstudios at gmail.com or visit us online at www.irlonestar.com. Welcome to Veterans Air, the Veterans Hour, your source for news, talk, and uncensored commentary here on the Lone Star Community Radio. I'm your host, Douglas B., and you can listen to us live the first Tuesday of every month um, at 1 p.m. I'm sorry, I'm reading and I lost my train of thought. I wanted to make you think that I was doing something. Um, <laughs> as always, a little housekeeping before we get started. You can contact Veterans Air through the website at www.veteransair.us. Leave us a message, or better yet, text us in studio on our Google phone, 936-344-3083. We're going to talk today about the election going on today, and if you haven't voted, why you need to wait until this program is over, and then get out and vote. I'm going to tell you why it's important to you, and we're going to go through some of the constitutional amendments that are being proposed. But before we get to that, I got an interesting call this morning before the show um, about women being put on the draft, having to register for the draft. People seem to be losing their mind over... uh, over this topic of of drafting women into the military. I have to say this. This is my opinion here. Men have had to register for the draft for decades. Making females, women, register for the draft just puts them on on a level playing field, if you will. Now, I get it. I wouldn't want my daughter to join the military. Um... And and most of us wouldn't want our daughters to serve in the military. Um, But I'm a realist in this. My daughter, and I love her dearly, um, there's no way that she would survive the training. But her talents run in a total other direction. So not every woman that gets drafted or, or has to register for the draft and may be drafted is going to be a grunt. They're going to, to be placed where their aptitudes are the best fit for the military. I say draft, draft them all. Draft all young men, women, and we'll sort it out of whether or not they're a good fit for the military within the first week or two of training. Just as there's not some women that are a good fit for the military, there's men, boys, that are not a good fit for the military. I don't think that the military should change for them. When you enter the military, you have to change to fit the military, and not everyone can do that. I've served along women in the military or I've come to know women that have been in the military. And let me tell you, I am a better man for having known them. 
a short list of, of women that I've served with or that are fellow veterans, female veterans, in no particular order. Wendy Sue Nelson. Tanya D. Van Maren. Diana Marie. Ashley Taylor. Yes, that Ashley Taylor. Marcy Phillips. Kelly Glass. Kristen Parkinson. These are women that I've either served with or I've come to know as fellow veterans. And every single one of them on this list is exceptional. Now, this, this idea of women in the draft is blowing up all over the internet, all over social media. Brother Johnny is sending me TikToks of the opinions of these things. Look, if your daughter's of military service age and she has to register for the draft, then make sure that she does register for the draft. Just because you register for the draft doesn't mean that they're going to draft you to go into military service and go to combat someplace. We haven't had the draft in this country since the late 60s, early 70s. We are an all-volunteer army. We are an all-volunteer military. And the military has a lot of good things to say about it. A lot of bad things, but a lot of good things too. This isn't something that you should be letting your mind explode over because your little girl has to register for the draft. Your little girl is stronger than you know. She's stronger than what she knows. And the military is going to bring out that strength. Or not. Again, the military is not for everyone. It's not for every man. It's not for every woman. It's not for every boy. It's not for every girl. Some can do it. Some can't. I'm thankful that I had the opportunity to join the United States Army and to serve for as long as I did. It made me the man I am today. Now, we're going to talk about the elections. Kind of segues into that very good. But before we do, I want to play that uh, spot that we have for our sponsor, United Healthcare. Do we have that tuned up yet, uh, Dick? Yeah. We're going to be right back right after this. Medicare can be confusing, but it doesn't have to be. My name is Andrea Corpini, and I am an agent authorized to offer AARP Medicare plans from United Healthcare Insurance Company. I can guide my clients through understanding Medicare coverage options and help them discover what may make AARP Medicare plans from United Healthcare a great choice. I can be reached at 281 773 6239. That's Andrea Corpening at 281-773-6239. I can help those find a plan with confidence. You are listening to Veterans Air on IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5 and 106.1. Welcome back. By the way, 
Um, there will be a special Veterans Air show on November 22nd, and she's going to come in and talk to us about Medicare and Medicare Advantage. Now, what I have to say is, because I put this out previously at the VFW, that if you're drawing Social Security, whether Social Security insurance or Social Security uh, disability insurance, if you're drawing that, you already have Medicare Part A as a minimum. That's required. And I put out that you really need to look at Medicare Advantage because the VA is not the all-end-all of medical care, and sometimes they don't have some things. And I was corrected. I stood. I had to stand corrected. Um, of course, Carl brought it to my attention that that's not true. If you're 50% or more disabled, then the VA is going to give you everything that you need. That's not true. I just want to say that's not true. And if you want to know why that's not true, join us November 22nd, and we're going to talk about what Medicare Advantage is and why you need to have a Medicare Advantage program. Now, today, we're going to talk about the election. There is an election happening today. And you're thinking to yourself, well, I don't need to go vote. I voted in the last election we had. Yes, you did. But you need to go vote today. You need to take your voter registration card or your photo ID, and you need to go and to the election and vote. We're going to go through what you're voting on today. And these are very, very important because all of these propositions that you're going to vote for today and uh, ISD propositions and MUD propositions, depending where you live, um, all these propositions that you're voting on, they are amendments to the Texas state constitution. Let me say that again. You're going to go vote today and what you're voting on is to change the Texas state constitution. This is an important election. Let's dive right into this. First of all, how many are there? There are 14 propositions for inclusion in the Texas constitution. I'm not going to tell you how I'm going to vote. I don't want to influence you one way or the other. But I am going to talk about each one and why they're important. Proposition number one proposes a constitutional amendment to protect a person's right to engage in generally accepted farm, ranch, timber production, horticulture, or wildlife management practices on real estate that the person owns or leases. That's very important. As you all know, I own some property just outside of town, 21 acres. This amendment to the Texas Constitution would protect my right to farm that. Why is that important? Montgomery County and the state of Texas is growing by leaps and bounds. Zonings, zoning areas change continuously 
continuously. This proposition here would secure my right to farm it. Regardless what they want to build around me, proposition number one here protects my rights to farm that land. What's that song? Oh, I wish I had thought of this earlier, Dick. Um, Daddy won't sell the farm. This is it. Proposition one protects your right to engage in generally accepted farm, ranch, timber production, horticulture, or wildlife management management practices on real estate property that the person owns or leases. That's very, very, very important. Proposition 2 proposes a constitutional amendment to allow the governing body of a county or municipality to exempt property taxation all or part of the appraised value of real property used to operate a child care facility. Business owners out there, such as myself, we know that each year we have to pay property tax on the equipment that we use in our business. We bought it, we paid sales tax on it, and because we own it, we have to pay tax on it again. Understand that this tax is different than your property tax that you pay on your house or your land or the tax that you pay when you register your car. No, no, no. This is a tax against business. And this proposition, Proposition 2, says that it will allow... Constitutional Amendment for the governing body of the county or municipality to exempt from property taxation all or all or part of the appraised value of that real property for child care facilities. You're complaining that child care costs so much. Here's the way to reduce that child care. Proposition 3 proposes, proposes a constitutional amendment to prohibit the legislature from imposing a tax based on the wealth or net worth of an individual family. The proposed amendment would also prohibit legislature from imposing a tax based on the difference between the assets and liabilities of an individual family. If you're watching the news lately, you know that former President Trump is on trial for overestimating the wealth of his businesses. This proposition says in the state of Texas, they can't pass a law that is going to impose a tax based on your wealth or net worth of yourself or your family as a whole. They can't come and say, you're successful, so we're going to tax you differently than we would somebody who is not as successful as you. Let that sink in for a second. This is a tax on being successful. 
That's what it is. It's a tax on being successful. As a business person, I would be, or I am, very upset over this, that you tax me because I'm successful. Lord knows you're not giving me any money because I'm not successful. But this proposition, Proposition 3, is going to prohibit them from passing a law that's going to tax you because you're successful. Proposition 4. Now, we've talked about this previously on past shows on Veterans Air. This is the property tax um, bill that I stood behind and I worked for. And if you got your property tax this month, or no, last month in October, you will find that your property tax has decreased. Decreased. Proposition 4 proposes a constitutional amendment to modify certain provisions of the Texas Constitution related to property tax. The proposed amendment would authorize... I thought I shut this off. Um, the proposed amendment will authorize the legislature to temporarily limit the maximum appraised value of real property for property tax purposes in a tax year. The proposed amendment will also increase the mandatory homestead exemption for school district property taxation from 40000 to 100000 The proposed amendment will require the legislature to provide for a reduction in the amount of the limitation on school district property tax imposed on the resident homestead and of the elderly or disabled. Additionally, the amendment would exempt appropriations not dedicated to the Texas Constitution and used for property tax relief from being considered as appropriations when determining whether the rate of growth of appropriations in a biannual has exceeded the constitutional tax spending limit. Further, it would authorize the legislator to provide that members serving on the appraisal board in a county with a population of at least 75,000 serve terms not to exceed four years. Did you catch all that? Because this is a very, very important amendment to the Texas Constitution. This is what Texans have been screaming for for decades. Property tax relief. It's currently the law. Governor Abbott signed it into law a couple of months ago. But this makes that law part of the Texas Constitution. If you do nothing else today, go vote for this, this proposition. Now, Dick and I were talking about this proposition, this next proposition, just before the show. It's Proposition 5. Proposition 5 proposes a constitutional amendment to redesignate the National Research University Fund as the Texas University Fund, and to appropriate funds from the Economic Stabilization Fund to this new Texas University Fund. 
The proposed amendment would appropriate for the Texas University Fund an amount equal to the interest, income, dividends, and investment earnings attributed to the Economic Stabilization Fund for the preceding state fiscal year. We, what this is asking for, it's asking to, to change the Constitution of the state of Texas. It's saying we want to change the, the Economic Stabilization Fund and we want to rename it to the, the Texas University Fund. And not only do we want to rename that, we want to appropriate any monies from it to the Texas University Fund. If you read through this, it doesn't tell you what the Texas University Fund is going to be used for. I would be highly suspect of this proposition. Do Texas universities need money? Why, yes, they do. The public Texas schools need money. But just like our independent school districts, we have to watch carefully what monies we give them and how they use it. Do I want my tax dollars to be used to build another football stadium? Hell no! But until somebody tells me what this Texas University Fund is going to do, I would be suspect over it. Now, this next proposition, Proposition 6, has to deal with water. And if you're a landowner in Texas, you know that water is a big, big problem. This constitutional amendment is to create the Texas Water Fund. The Texas Water Fund would be a special fund in the state treasury outside the general revenue fund administered by the Texas Water Development Board or its successor to assist in financing water projects in the state. The proposed amendment would direct the Texas Water Fund Administrator to use the fund only to transfer money to other Texas Water Development Board funds or accounts. The proposed amendment would authorize the legislator to appropriate money for deposit into the Texas Water Fund to be available for permit transfers. No further legislative appropriation would be required for the Water Fund Administrator to transfer money from or restore money to the fund, including the transfer of money or the restoration of money from certain designated funds and accounts. The water fund would consist of one, money transferred or deposited to the fund by general law, that's what's currently happening, other revenues that the legislator by statute dictates for deposit into the fund, that's currently happening, investment earnings and interests earned on amounts credited to the fund, money from gift grants and donations to the fund, and money returned from any authorized transfer. The proposed amendment would require the legislator, by general law, to provide a manner in which money from the Texas Water Fund may be used. The proposed amendment also would require that at least 25% of the money initially appropriated 
to the Texas Water Fund be transferred to the new water supply for the Texas Fund. That's a lot of words. What this breaks down to is this. We have a problem here in the state of Texas. And that problem is water rights, who controls them, and what happens to the money used to control these funds. If you live in the surrounding areas, and I'm assuming you do because you're listening to my voice right now, we know that the San Jack River Authority is God. What they decide, that's the way it's going to be. The water falling from the sky, that's not yours. It belongs to the San Jack River Authority. This city sued the San Jack River Authority over that. What this amendment, proposal, uh, proposition number six, <clears throat> what its intent is, is to stop that from ever happening again. To stop individual river authorities or water governing bodies to make up their own rules. To say, we're going to impose a tax on the usage of this water so we can um, build a, a water slide. No. This fund for those waters are going to be funded from general law, taxes that you're using right now, that you're paying right now, investments, grants, and whatnot. And now we have a governing body, a state governing body that is going to oversee the San Jack River Authority. I'm sure that doesn't make the San Jack very happy. I'm sure it doesn't make the Colorado River Authority very happy. I'm sure it doesn't make Lake Conroe very happy. Well, too bad. You don't get to decide what water I can use or that the water that falls from the sky belongs to you or that the water in the aquifer is yours to govern. Nobody appointed you to govern this. You're a private entity. No, get a life. Now, Proposition 7 came about because of the failure of the electrical grid. I'm going to say that right now. I'm sure everyone's going to go, no, Doug, that's not why it's in there. Yes, it is. Um, and I can say that because this is my show and Dick's not stopping me. Um, <laughs> I can turn you off right now. Um, <clears throat> Proposition 7 proposes a constitutional amendment to establish the Texas Energy Fund. The Texas Energy Fund would be a special fund in the state treasury outside the general revenue fund administered by the Public Utility Commission of Texas. That's the puck. Or its successors. It goes through, yada, yada, it talks about how it's going to do it, how they're going to do it. And basically what they are going to do is they're going to create this fund. And this fund is going to be used for the construction, monetization, maintenance, and operation of electric generating, generating facilities necessary to ensure the reliability or adequacy of electric power grid in the state of Texas. The proposed amendment would require the PUC to allocate money from the fund 
for loans and grants to eligible products for electric generating facilities that serves a backup power source in each region of the state that is part of the electrical grid in proportion to the region's load. So let me get this straight. If I say yes to this, I'm going to allow monies from me, from me, that I'll be paying for in my taxes, to go to a special fund that's going to give loans or grants to electric companies to, to construct, maintain, modernize, and operate of electric generating facilities necessary to ensure the reliability and adequacy of an electric grid in the state of Texas. So not only, not only do I have to pay my electric company whatever the hell it wants, plus all of the fees, plus all of the taxes, but now, in addition to that, the state of Texas is going to create this special fund, and where do you think the money's coming from? It's coming from you and me. This special fund to give loans and grants to those electric companies to modernize their business. Well, hell, where do I get a grant for somebody to, to give me money to modernize my business? Just a question I have. Everybody that got slammed two years ago in February by the freeze is going to jump on this and go, yeah, yeah, let's make sure that it never happens again. You don't, you, you don't understand. You, you weren't affected by it. The hell I wasn't. My pipes exploded all over my house. I had to rebuild it all. Don't tell me I don't understand, but as any good Texan, I also have a backup generator. That's right. I have two of them, as a matter of fact. So when the power goes out, I can generate my own power. The heat goes out, turn on my fireplace. That's why I got all that wood in the backyard. You vote the way you think that it should go. Proposition 8 has to deal with broadband infrastructure. They want to create a fund. Well, let me, let me read it to you so I'm not paraphrasing. Proposition number eight proposes a constitutional amendment to create the Broadband Infrastructure Fund. The Broadband Infrastructure Fund would be a special fund in the state treasury outside the general revenue and administered by the Texas Comptroller of Public Accounts, the Comptroller. Money from the fund would be used without further appropriation only for the expansion of access to and adoption of broadband and telecommunication services. The Broadband Infrastructure Fund would consist of monies transferred from the fund from the state constitution, yada, 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 yada. Like Proposition 7, this proposition is a constitutional amendment to the state of Texas Constitution that's going to give money loans or grants to telecommunication companies to bring in broadband internet and telecommunications into other areas of the state. 
I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but if there's not enough people in an area to generate a profit for a telecommunications company, they're not going to go there. There's no reason for them to go because they're not making any money. So what we want to do with this, this constitutional amendment here, what it wants to do is it wants to give broadband telecommunication companies money to go put a tower or bring in broadband to places that currently don't have it. Where do you think that money is going to come from? You and me, from our taxes. Now, Proposition 9, you've probably heard a bunch about it on TV and radio in the, the past few months. This is a constitutional amendment to give a cost of living adjustment to eligible, um, to the eligible annuits of the teacher retirement system of Texas. The proposed amendment would also authorize the legislator to appropriate money from the General Revenue Fund to the Texas Comptroller to pay the cost of living adjustment. This is really, really simple. If you're a teacher and you've worked your, all of your working career as a teacher and now you're retired, um, the teacher's union wants a cost of living adjustment, a COLA, to that retirement fund. That retirement fund is paid by taxpayers. Yes, investments and other things in, go into that, but some of that money also comes from the Texas taxpayer because it is a Texas fund. The teachers want a COLA. It doesn't say how much that COLA will be because it, it will fluctuate from year to year. For example... Um, people collecting Social Security and people collecting VA disability, they got a COLA adjustment. Where did that COLA adjustment come from? Our taxes. The Teachers Union of Texas wants the same thing. Do you remember... A couple of minutes ago, we talked about not taxing childcare facilities for their real property. Here's another proposal. Proposal number 10 proposes a constitutional amendment to allow the legislator to exempt from property taxation tangible personal property held by a medical or biomedical manufacturer as a finished good and used in the manufacturing or processing of medical or biomedical products. So, you create a medical widget, and people pay you for that medical widget. But the state of Texas wants constitutional amendment that says, we're not going to tax any property that you have, medical or biomedical company. We're not going to tax any of your real property. Again, their business is for profit. I would be hard-pressed to agree to give my hard-earned money to other businesses that are for-profit, 
for profit. Medical and biomedical for profit. Are there medical and biomedical um, companies that are not for profit? Yes, they are. Do I think that we as a state should support them? Yes, I do. But that is not what this proposition is saying. How much time do I have, Dick? I got five minutes? All right. We're going to go real quick because we're running out of time here. Right quick and in a hurry. Um, Galveston County. Ah, Proposition 13 is a constitutional amendment to increase the mandatory retirement age of state judges. Currently, the Texas Constitution establishes that judges and justices of an appellate court, district court, or criminal court must retire on the expiration of the term during which they reach 75 years of age. Not unless not less than 70 years as the legislature has prescribed. The proposed amendment would change the mandatory retirement age for justices and judges of the appellate courts, district courts, and criminal courts to the age of 79 years or an age or an earlier age, not less than 79, 75 years as the legislature may prescribe. They, basically, they want to change retirement ages of the judges from 79, from 70. I can't talk today. From 75 to 79. That makes a judge have to serve four more years before he's, before he's forced to retire. Now, as we grow older, we know that we grow more wiser. And this is evident if you listen to President Biden talk. Very wise man saying wise things, and we want that same type of wisdom in our judges. Your choice. Oh, here's a good one that I'm going to say, yes, let's vote for this. Everyone vote for this. This is Proposition 14. It's a constitutional amendment to establish the Centennial Parks Conservation Fund as a trust fund outside of the state treasury. The funds could be used in accordance with the general law only for the creation and improvement of state parks. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to break my own thing and say I'm not going to tell you how to vote. I'm going to tell you, vote yes on this one and vote yes on Proposition 4. What Proposition 14 says, Dick's shaking his head, he loves it when I'm on the air. Um, Proposition 14 says we're going to create a special fund that's going to use to create and improve the state parks. If you visit the state parks like I do, yeah, you want improvements for them. So I got what? Two minutes left? Outstanding. Um, let me know, let you know what's happening out there. Um, November 11th, we're going to have a special broadcast of Veterans Air. And after you listen to that at noon... Go on down to the VFW, because at noon, the VFW 4709 and Auxiliary will host a Veterans Day lunch for all veterans and their families. The VFW 4709 and Auxiliary 
Auxiliary are honored to serve you in gratitude for your service to us. There's a whole bunch of places that you can get free meals on Veterans Day. Go to the VFW. We want to see you there. I guess that about wraps up the show for now. Remember to tune in on the 11th of November and on the 22nd of November. We have special broadcasts. And, of course, we'll be back in December. Um, I'll talk about something, probably Christmas. Um, So don't, you know, reach out to us. Let us know what you think. Send an email over to douglasb at veteransair.us and I will return your call or your email. As we leave today, as we round up, I want to leave you with this awesome song by the Warrior Song Project. You can go download it from veteransair.us or on iTunes. And while we're listening to this song, let us remember our brothers and sisters in uniform that today are standing in harm's way to stand for our freedoms and our liberties. If you are wearing the uniform, I want to say to you, thank you. I want to say to you, I am proud of you. And until next month, stay safe and stay vigilant. Zone to be.